Tigers split a doubleheader against the Pirates and I guess technically split the series then. It was really ugly. Let's talk about it today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today is Thursday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2022. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Um, I think I did that intro slightly out of order than when I usually do it. Anyway, we're back. Uh, more ugly baseball to talk about. What's new? It's really brutal. It's really brutal. It's not, not, ooh, man. It's really frustrating. I'll put it that way. Really frustrating ball being played by your Detroit Tigers. Um, it's, it's, <sighs> it sucks. It's very frustrating. Very exhausting. Very frustrating. I'm sure it's very frustrating for them. Uh, we do have plenty to talk about, though. Two games played. On Wednesday, Tigers win the first one 3-2 to two, and drop the second one 7-2. to two. Uh, So for those keeping track at home, we were outscored pretty comfortably by the, uh, by the pitch. If it was an aggregate, right, like if this was soccer, we would have lost this series. We would have lost it 9-5. to five. Against the Pittsburgh Pirates. We give up nine runs in two games to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And for what it's worth, the Pirates had, what, six? Five. The Pirates had five errors in two games. They had three errors in game one. And you scored three runs on three hits. All in one inning. Then, in game two, they had two errors, and you scored two runs in one inning. So you just played, what, math, 16 innings where you did not score a run against the Pittsburgh Pirates. You played Pittsburgh for 18 innings, and did not score a run in 16 of those 18 innings. And one of the innings that you did score in was pretty much entirely just based off errors. I mean, goodness gravy. In in, in game one, right? In game one, They had three errors, and guess what? You had zero earned runs. Then in game two, they had two errors, and you you had your two earned runs. So, you played 18 innings against the Pittsburgh Pirates, 
and you scored an earned run in one of those 18 innings. One. One singular inning. Did you score an earned run across 18 against one of the worst teams in baseball? Horrible. Really, really rough. It's not like this bullpen is shoving, right? Like It's not like when teams play the Tigers and it's like, oh, well, like this team is it has the worst record in the American League. This should be a win, but their bullpen is, for some reason, randomly the best in baseball. No, like Thompson has a 9 ERA. <laughs> like it's not, it's, it's not, I don't know, man. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. This offense can't get going. Uh, starting with game one, Tigers did win this game three to two. Just none of their runs were earned. Uh, took advantage though. And, and you're going to have to do that. Some days it's not even, even if the team was rolling some days, you're just not going to be on, and you got to take advantage of, of the other team handing you wins. And they were able to do that for at least one of the games. So I, I guess that's nice, at least, that, that we did, in fact, take advantage of the Pirates' mistakes and didn't just hand the game back to them. Uh, the, and there were some highlights. There were some some good things that I'm hoping we can build upon, and, and there were some good parts about this game. For starters, uh the bullpen continued to look solid uh, throughout the entire day. I know that they're in the second game. It kind of got a little off the rails there at the end. But as we've talked about, let's be honest, don't think we were really coming back. Don't think we were really scoring too many more runs. This offense is really, really laboring at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really frustrating. I'm sorry I'm just like all over the place and probably repeating myself a ton, but it's it's just beyond frustrating. And I'm, I'm as we all are very frustrated, and I'm sure you are too, I just, I, I would like to win. I would like to win. I miss winning. And even though we did win yesterday, uh, splitting in a series against Pittsburgh and and the only reason you won one of them was because of of an error made doesn't really feel like winning. The offense just continues to really struggle. Um back on topic, the bullpen did look solid especially in the first game. And again, I know at the end of the second game there, uh it kind of got off the rails a little bit. Um, Joe Jimenez, I'm pr- well, Drew Hutchinson and Joe Jimenez both given up quite a few runs there. Um, but again, I, I mean, what, that, we, we, we weren't scoring anything. We didn't score anything. So, uh, not going to put the bullpen's been fantastic and is certainly not the reason that this team is in the hole that it's in to start off the season. So uh, I'm not going to go on a rampage and be all upset at the bullpen at this point. Um, Alex Lang pitched in game one. He struggled with his command, uh, a little bit, 
But honestly, that, that's just a really tough situation to get put into. Uh, Michael Pineda will get docked for those two runs. Alex Lang, when none of the runs he gave up will be uh, knocked against his ERA, against his earned run average. So um, I, I, that's just a tough situation to come into. You're coming in with men on first and third, uh, less than two outs. That's always tough. So, um, yeah, not, not necessarily his fault, but certainly – um, what I think he fell behind the first batter three Oh or three one uh, need, need to do a little bit better than that. At least, uh, for first batter, you face out of the pen in that situation still has some development to do, uh, but not going to pin too much on him there. Uh, Jacob Barnes sub one ERA. Now he's the dog. I'm telling you, he's, he's the dog. He looks pretty good. Had some hard contact in this game, but for the most part, I, I was really impressed. Um, no whiffs, but uh, again, I mean, the, the four seam was located very, very well in this one. Uh, it's all going to just keep coming back to how well he mixes the cutter and the four seam together. That That's what it's always been for him. And that's what it will continue to be because it's not a bad pitch. The cutter, it's really not, uh, Andrew Chafin also pitched in this game. And this is comfortably the best that Andrew Chafin has looked as a tiger which is saying something because his last couple of outings, he hasn't even looked bad. It, really, the only outing that he looked like he, he was struggling in was the first outing of the year, and since then he's looked great, but this was just master class. He looked phenomenal. Uh, the highlight play that everyone's going around, you know, spinning uh, Cole Tucker around like a top, like that, that's pretty fun. Uh, but just in general, he, he was absolutely phenomenal. All of his stuff looked great. Uh, the velocity the, still a little bit low when, when it comes to the sinker, but it was completely back on the slider. Um, got, got the big whiff, obviously, like I said, but uh, was dotting pitches, was locating pitches incredibly well, just all around, just best, best outing of his Tiger career for sure. Uh, and we will get into the rest of the bullpen in this game. A couple more players, then we'll talk about the other game, and then we'll talk about the offense and the starting, and we've still got a lot to go over. So I got a lot to talk about in this one. But first, I got to tell y'all about Blue Nile, the original online jeweler. Uh, BlueNile.com, the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are also observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Expert advice 24-7, legendary service with 30-day returns. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile. Guaranteed service and repair for life. Diamond price guarantee, so you can contact Blue Nile to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. And in most cases, they can match or even beat the price. So this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with the fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Tigers listeners are getting $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day, so use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free. It arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside, so you can shop completely stress-free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Lockdown Tigers. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. 
We're free and available wherever you get your podcast for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Now podcast recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay. Um, what else happened in this game? Well, uh, not a whole lot. I mean, look, like... I, we'll just finish up the bullpen, but like offensively, it was the same story. We just got lucky. Like we literally just got lucky. And Cabrian Hayes, who is a good defensive third baseman already at his age, is a is a plus defender, just missed one. It happens. And we took advantage of it, thank goodness, or else he would have gotten swept by the Pirates in a day. Golly. We got a big debut to talk about too, but... Uh, finishing up the bullpen in game one, Michael Fulmer. Uh, his ERA is very low. We're not going to talk about how low it is because I don't want to jinx anything, but it is very low. Very, very, very low. He looks phenomenal. The slider uh, completely has just reinvented his whole career, and it's awesome to see. He's a very, very good reliever now, and that slider, man, like I said, it's just – it's pretty much all he throws. Like he'll throw an occasional change up or, or a, you know, that two seam sinker thing he has, but uh, it really is just all slider all the time. And it's awesome. And it's a great pitch. It's very effective and uh, clearly shown by how effective and efficient he has been all season. And then Gregory Soto coming in to get the ninth uh, looked unbelievable looked unhittable and that is what's so frustrating about greg is that when he is on he is unhittable like straight up unhittable when he is uh, when he is on and locating his pitches even decently well the dude is unhittable the problem is he has lapses sometimes and sometimes he'll go through and and the command will just be gone for a day. And that's just it. And and that's just the day. And then he throws eight straight balls out of the pen. Like, but but when he's on, uh, it's a it's a sight to behold. Cause like especially that last at bat, there was no chance. Like lit, no chance. With the movement that sinker has, you put it on the outside, the way that it tails to, to righties, it, it's it's unhittable. It's the definition of unhittable. So he was on his A game today, four whiffs in three outs, uh, over a 50% called strikes plus whiff percentage, just all around. He he was on one. So, so shout out to Greg. Really, really good performance. Gets his fourth save of the year. And there you go. I mean, like we can talk about the offense. Like I said, it, it's um, not not a whole lot. We have three hits. We have three hits. We're going to talk about Jamer after the end of, of the second game. Um, but like, I, I guess Willie got a knock. That was nice to see. Badu getting a hit was nice to see. But I, I mean, that that was it. There you go. There's the whole offense. Candelario, Castro, and Badu. Your six, seven, and nine hitters got your only three hits, and Javi Baez drew a walk. Badu drew a walk, too. You had five base runners. 
And, and, and you only won because of an error. Thank goodness. Thank goodness you won because of an error. Golly. Really frustrating start to this season. Really, really frustrating. Like I said, I'm sure it is for them too. Um, I, th- I think that's it. I think that's it for this game. There's really nothing to talk about on the offensive side of the ball for the first game. We'll talk about um, some more offensive stories when we just get to the end of recapping the second game because that's a lot easier uh, than stopping and starting and to talk about it again. Uh, for pitching, Alex Fido, Major League debut. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, went five innings, eight hits, two runs, one walk, one strikeout. Um I think there's a – some people just have ridiculous expectations of people making their major league debut. It's it's unbelievable. Like, there there is just – like, everybody is not going to be Strasburg. I'm, I'm sorry. Most people, actually. Not even most. Pretty much everybody is not going to be, you know, Steven Strasburg on the bump for the first time in their lives. I don't care when you were drafted. I don't care your pedigree. It's just not how it works. So the fact that this dude was able to give us five innings of two-run ball in his major league debut is an absolute massive win. He gave up a lot of hard contact. Yes, he did. Correct. I'm pretty sure... By the definition of a barrel, though, he only gave up like one barreled ball, which was deposited well into left field. Absolute nuke. Um, but gave up, definitely gave up a lot of hard contact, gave up eight hits. Um, but the ability to fight through men on base every inning, go out there, throw 75, 76 pitches, and only give up two runs and give your team five. And, and I mean, this game was tied. Right? Like it was 2-2 after he got pulled. He he pitched five, and in the bottom of the second, we or bottom of the fifth, we tied the game. So a dude making his major league debut left in a tie game. You're I don't know how much more you, you want from a dude. So successful start. Successful start. I know it's a, a clearly it's a very frustrating year for everybody. I'm aware of that, but that doesn't mean everything that happens is a negative. Alex Fido's debut is an absolute positive, and there is stuff to build on, even if it wasn't the prettiest start of all time. Kids Major League debut. Calm down a little bit. All right. Drew Hutchinson then comes in. Uh, we kind of already touched on the bullpen, but he gave up. He, he didn't look very sharp. Really struggled with the command. I think that was the biggest thing. Just was missing spots by feet. Uh, just was not very sharp in this one. Will Vest comes in. Uh, also, I mean, it was nobody's best game. Joe Jimenez comes in after that and gives up a lot more runs, gives up the home run. Um, just really nobody who took the mound after Fido really looked very sharp. Uh, and the offense didn't really do the team any favors. You can't really afford to play a double header and be in that close of a game for both games. Your bullpen is going to get uh, burned through. And that's what happened. Bullpen got burned through in the first game because it was a one run game. We go to the second game, use uh, maybe the lower leverage or, or at least not like the A team bullpen. Uh, and 
the Pittsburgh Pirates took advantage of you. So that that's always fun. Um, but yeah, a Fiedo. Well, I, I I think the I, I got everything out I wanted to say about like everybody, you know, if your expectations were significantly higher than what he gave you. I'm not really sure what planet you live on, but um I, I, I was impressed. Like I said, got hit pretty hard. The slider I thought looked really good, and that's always been the pitch that like we've known about and we've heard about, right? Even ever since college. I mean, when he was thrown at Florida, that slider was nasty. That was always the the go-to swing and miss pitch. He got a couple of swings and miss, uh, misses on it. Uh, the spin rate for it was pretty solid, right? Nothing, you know, r- ridiculously high, but it, it, it was an effective pitch. It was a solid pitch in this one. Um, was hit hard a couple of times, but all of his pitches were hit hard a couple of times. He, he gave, he did give up a lot of contact, did give up a lot of hard contact, trusted his defense. And uh, for one of the first times all year, the, the defense wasn't an, an absolute uh, train wreck behind the starter. And it wasn't even that great, but it wasn't so horrible uh, that it, it, it cost a starter an outing. So all in all, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with everything. Uh, we will get into the offense because we do have some positives offensively, believe it or not, uh, but still a lot more not positives, whatever you want to call those. Man, I don't know what it is. My nose just got really itchy. Okay, we'll get into all that, but first going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. Uh, for those who have been watching the show for a while, you know that I'm a huge fan of Athletic Greens. Uh, so they did a thing where they sent all the hosts on the network um, like a free box of their product, just like the green powder and a water bottle so that you could, you know, try what you were going to then sell to other people before you just like got on air and were like, hey, like, you know, buy this. Like they, they wanted you to actually try it so you could understand. And it is I, I don't say life changing very often, but like I have it every single morning now. And with that, I am re-upping my next, right? I went through like what they gave me and I've already re-upped that and and I absolutely love it. And it's just a powder you mix with like 10 to 12 ounces of water every morning. And then that's it. You just drink it. The first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, you drink it before you eat breakfast and you go about your day. Uh, it changes your digestive health, your gut health. Uh, it's big in the anti-aging community it, it, that that green powder is is so good for you and and so many health experts will will tell you how good it is for you it has literally every single like vitamin and mineral that your body needs in a 24 hour period in it all again just in like a g- glass of water you drink every morning it's unbelievable it's lifestyle friendly whether you're keto vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever. Like it accommodates for all that. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Uh, it, it Better sleep quality, better mental clarity, which is, I mean, you guys know that I'm a big advocate for stuff uh, that that's along those lines, mental clarity and, and mental health and all that stuff. I mean, this is really, I, I really do live by it and stand by it. For forever and I will keep re-upping it like it's it's something that I truly if it wasn't for the fact that that uh that I host this show never would have tried probably and I'm so thankful that I did because I start my morning with it every single morning so 
go to athleticgreens.com. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is also going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. That's athleticgreen.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also got to tell you all about betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. I cannot wait. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers, recapping a split with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Talked about Alex Fajardo's debut, solid, really, uh, as far as going forward, it sounds like he's going to be on the taxi squad for the because they have to go back to 26 men now. Sounds like he's going to be on the taxi squad, and then we have another doubleheader against the Oakland A's just next week. And it sounds like he's probably just going to get a start in another doubleheader next week, early in the week when, when we have one against Oakland. So uh, I, I would imagine that he will go from taxi squad and then back to being the 27th man next week. And then after that is where it gets interesting. But for now, it sounds like they're probably just going to hold on to him for that. Um, I'm trying to think of other roster moves. Oh, I screwed up again. I said that Ronnie Garcia had the potential to go down. I genuinely thought he was still in the bullpen, man. I, I like I, I have every single like source and and like con like I, I hear news the second it happens is what I'm trying to say. I don't know where my sources were for Ronnie Garcia getting sent down. Don't know how that one got over my my tall head, but it did. So I, I said that on a previous show. Uh, Ronnie Garcia not uh, not not in the bullpen. Um, I think, uh, I think that's it for roster moves though. I mean, um, Manning and Mize are starting to throw in Lakeland and such. Uh, but I, I think that's pro I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else. Thankfully, Robbie Grossman played both games. So his hand is fine. Uh, yeah. Offensively. The series was brutal. As we know, the inability to, to produce runs and to drive runners in and scoring position is remarkably bad, like remarkably, remarkably bad. There is, there, there's more good and bad. Like, it's, it's just, it's, Jamer Candelario has looked fantastic the last couple of days. He looked fin- best calendar day of his career, well, career, goodness, of his season, sorry, no disrespect to the man of his season was yesterday on May 4th. Easily. Easily. He looked phenomenal in both games. He was squaring the ball up. He was seeing the ball super well. Even his outs were loud, deep fly balls. His timing looked incredible. He, he had a gapper just like last year, just like old times, right? Leading the league in doubles last year. He, he looked significantly better. And his OPS is now up to 540, which considering where it was for most of the season up till a week ago, up before the Dodgers series, really, 
we will gladly take that. So got a couple of knocks in the Dodgers series, got the homer in the Dodgers series. And then today, well, yesterday when you're listening to this, really, like for the first time, looked comfortable in the box, looked comfortable swinging the bat. And the timing was the biggest thing. Looked the best it has looked all year. So hopefully, Jamer can heat up a little bit. He gets off the slow starts. Maybe Hopefully, that was all it was. So we can put it behind him and get back to our regular scheduled programming with him. Um, the bad news is that Jonathan Scope is is just laboring out there. His OPS after the second game, his OPS is 367. That's like a, a, a on-base percentage. And not even like a league-leading one. Not even like that good of an on-base percentage. His OPS is 367. His slash line currently is 136, 174, 193. And he had two strikeouts in the second game. And the last strikeout, he came up with runners in scoring position and two outs. And they literally just threw three straight, well, not straight. There was one breaking ball on the outside that missed the plate. That was a called ball. Uh, But it was... All three strikes. It was first pitch, 93-mile-an-hour fastball, up and in. Right? That 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 quadrant, well, not even a quadrant. That if you were to break the strike zone into ninths, like that uppermost in square. Right? Very much up and in. Swung right through it. Then they threw a breaking ball low and away. It missed. They went back to the well. Went back to the fastball up and in. Swung right through it. Then went back to the fastball up and in right after that pitch, swung right through it. It was 93 miles an hour, and it was in the same spot down to the centimeter every single time, three or four pitches in a row. Could not come even close to it. Really, really, really struggling at the plate. And it, it you start begging the question of how how much longer are we going to do this? Jamer, Jamer hit a little bit the last four games. Jamer's been hitting a little bit. And, and I'd like to think that we all kind of knew that that was going to come around eventually, but, you know, you never know for sure. Scopey, I, I mean, this is brutal. And Cody Clemens is hitting the cover off the ball in AAA. You see videos of him pretty much every night. Home runs, etc. I don't know. It's not Kreidler. Kreidler's got a broken hand. He's out for a while. It's obviously not Paredes. He doesn't play for our team anymore. Clemens would be next man up. And he's on the 40 man now. As of last fall. When do you do it? Do you do it at all? At some point, you're going to have to. But if he turns it around, then you're like, okay, never mind. False alarm. He's heating up again. And his contract isn't big enough where you have to be like, oh, like we have to roster him. We can't just let all that money go to waste. Not that big of a contract. You could very much DFA or even cut him if you really, really wanted to. 
I'm not saying I want that to happen. I'm not saying that's the move I recommend. I'm just saying, like, if you really wanted to, it would be nothing. It'll be really interesting. Interesting is a dumb word. It'll be uh, uh, definitely something to watch the next week or so if he continues to slide and slide and slide. We're going to Texas, going to play Houston. Um, it, it sounds like Clemens is not going to be on the taxi squad or anything. He's probably still going to be in Toledo. So it's not going to happen while we're on the road or anything like that. But if he does poorly again for this road stretch, and then when we come back home next, that's when maybe we start keeping a close eye on that situation. Because I think we're starting to knock on the door. We haven't knocked on the door yet, but we're like like a nervous date. Like we're walking up to the door and we're like hyping ourselves up and we're like, all right, you can do this. You can knock on the door. Like everything's going to be fine, but like you can do this. We're not, we're, we're walking up to our, our cute date, which in this case is, I guess, Cody Clemens. We're slowly walking up to his doorstep. We're not knocking yet, though. Something to keep an eye on for, for real, because it's been it's been really tough to watch. Um, pretty terrible defensive play in that game, too. Not sure why we let that ball drop. Derek Hill just, like, let up on the gas. Not really sure why. Um, rough defense again, honestly, in this game. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. It's all really frustrating. It's all really frustrating. Okay, well, that was fun. Uh, I don't even have... I was trying to think of like a fun note to end it on, like a positive to end it on. Maybe I should have saved the candy stuff for like the very last thing to talk about, but um, I let's go maybe try and win a series because we haven't done yet that yet this year. It is May 5th, and the Detroit Tigers have not won a series yet this year. The only one... We 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 didn't win the series because it's a four game set, and the final game got rained out, and we took the first two of the Kansas City one. That's like the closest thing we have to to a winning series. So hopefully we can do that. Stay positive, everyone. Woo! Uh, thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now make your second listen. Locked On MLB host Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's last show of the week, right? Tomorrow, Today's Thursday, tomorrow. Yeah. So, hopefully we're recapping a win. And hopefully we go into the weekend only having to take two of three from Houston instead of having to take all three to win a series. That'd be nice. Get off on the right foot. Get a win. Just get a win. You got Tarek Skubal on the bump. Get a win. Skubal and Erod pitch in this series. Let's win a series. Dang it. Win a series for the love of everything. Offense, wake up. Win a series. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. Go Tigers, baby.